It is Texas Hate Week, baby. You can't see it, but the horns are down right now. It is Red River Rivalry Week in college football. Oh, man, the greatest scene, the greatest rivalry, the greatest game uh, all every year of all time. It, OU Texas is so special. And Burgers and Brats will be live from the State Fair of Texas with College Game Day this weekend for the matchup. So I'm uh, going to be breaking that game down and more. We've got a great week of college football, week six in college, and then week five in the NFL. Also, we got some MLB playoffs are officially started. So going to be breaking all that down and more. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and millions at Burgers and Brats. Uh, and check out the podcast website, BurgersBratsPodcast.com. Go get some merch. Go get some merch heading down to Dallas, uh, anywhere. Get some merch. Um, let's start with kind of a recap of last week in college football. Notre Dame, uh, pretty legit. I, I think they're a really good team. Uh, sneaked it out against... Duke last week, a night game, Gandy was there, so they were turned up, uh, got the win. Uh, Notre Dame looks pretty good. Uh, they should have beat Ohio State. This team could easily be a top five team right now, five and one. Uh, last second touchdown lost to Ohio State, but uh, this Notre Dame team is legit. They're just outside or just inside the top ten, so at number ten. So they got a good matchup against Louisville this week's. Uh, who is ranked 25, who is 5-0, but I, I don't see them being much t- much of a test. Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, legit with Marcus Freeman. Georgia escapes another weekly scare, this time against Auburn, down most of the game, end up scoring a, li- a late touchdown, Brock Bowers. Uh, this Georgia team, I mean, yes, it's hard to win three straight. Their schedule is very easy. Auburn's a good team. Uh, but fairly easy schedule. They got a decent matchup coming up this week against Kentucky. Uh, Kirby Smart said every team in the SEC should basically be ranked. Definitely don't agree with that because there are some really bad SEC teams, and I do think the SEC is a little overrated this year. Uh, some of these teams will look good. They can put up some points. SEC teams can score. But Georgia, still the number one team in my opinion, but I, I really would not be surprised if they don't even make it to the national championship. I think they make it to the cultural playoff no matter what, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make it to the championship game. Colorado hangs in with USC, uh, comes back. I think they're down 21, either entering the fourth or late in the third quarter, but end up just barely losing. Colorado, I, I think they're in good hands now, 3-2 and two on the season, losing to USC. USC's got to fix their defense, man. They have got to fix that. That does not look good. Uh, if they, they, they are not a national title contender if they don't fix that. Uh, got to Caleb Williams ball out, though. Uh, he's balling. Another team that finally got a scare, Washington against Arizona. A little surprising uh, scare there, only winning by seven. Michael Penix Jr. still balling out. Getting his stats, I think he's leading the way for the Heisman right now. But uh, they got a tougher, tougher test coming up. But uh, right now, they look good. I uh, did not like that they uh, did not look good against Arizona. But they got Oregon coming up after this bye week. And then Alabama, they're back to being Alabama, getting a dominant win 
on the road against SEC team, so they look good, and I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Alabama now. I'm back on their bandwagon. LSU and Mississippi put on a great game for us. Mississippi won by uh, won by a score of 55-49, to 49. so uh, that was a very high-scoring affair in the SEC, and we're going to be seeing a lot of that. LSU, man, my pick for the SEC champion is not looking good right now. That, that is their first loss in conference play, and he'll turn it around, but... Uh, Jan Daniels, I think every game he takes a massive hit. Every single game, this dude gets lit up, so they got to protect him better. All right, he's got to protect himself better from running the ball like that. All right, that's your Week 5 recap. Let's go into Week 6 games. There's a, quite a few ranked versus ranked matchups on here. Uh, let's start with let's start with the one that's not ranked versus ranked. Alabama and Texas A&M, number 11 Alabama, heading to Aggie, Aggieville. Uh, and it, or Alabama's only a one-point favorite in this game. George, uh, Jay Milrow uh, is the starter. He's got 838 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, A&M's playing good football, 4-1 and one on the year. Wigman, uh, just under 1,000 yards with eight touchdowns. Uh, they're, getting it, they're getting it done through the air. I mean, top 30 in passing, top 15 in points for A&M defense. Top five overall in total defense, only giving up 250 yards per game. Alabama's got a good defense, but uh, A&M doesn't really have to stop their offense as much because Alabama's not getting much going on the offensive side of the ball. They're only scoring 32 points, which is less than 50th uh, in the nation. So uh, this Alabama team usually we're used to points and stout defenses, but they're also giving up giving up few few amount of points. Uh, about 14, so that's a lot for Nick Saban team. <laughs> but, but both these teams, honestly, pretty evenly matched. A&M really outranks them uh, in a few of these. Alabama, I know we were uncertain about them, at least definitely heading into the Ole Miss game. They look good there. They look good against Mississippi State last week. So uh, really not worried about them. A&M's look good their last few games. They put up the points uh, overall. Both teams are... Alabama's undefeated on the road. A&M's undefeated at home. Uh, this is A&M's first actual true test versus the top 25. A- Alabama's already been 1-1 one one versus the top 25 already this year. Uh, the, I think the passing game, if you you can't make turnover, you can't make mistakes against this Alabama team because no matter how good or bad they are, they will punish you with Nick Saban. So I think if Wigman can... If he has two-plus turnovers, if if the team has two-plus turnovers, I think this game is easily handled by Alabama. But, I mean, you play a really good game, no turnovers, score two, three touchdowns, uh, keep the ball out of uh, Milrow's hands, I, I think there's a really good chance to stop that run, uh, rushing attack from Alabama, because that's how they, they like to wear down the opponents, what they do. Uh, and just, you, you force a few turnovers, this game is handled by A&M. Uh, a little surprising though that this this line is so so small. I, I really would hammer Alabama and the line on this one. So I'm taking Alabama uh, beating Texas A and M. We'll go we'll go 28 to 24. Alabama getting a win. Uh, next game we got Kentucky at Georgia. Kentucky five and zero on the year, ranked twentieth uh, overall. I uh, really like what Mark Soups is doing. I mean, he's been a really good coach the last few years, especially with Will Levis on that team, and really had high aspirations for them. I, I've been high on them since uh, that Will Levis' first year. And, I mean, I, I had them going the, close to the SEC championship game two years ago when I think they finished third overall. So 
But now they got a really good transfer quarterback, Devin Leary, uh, from North Carolina State. He's got over, he's got 1,100 yards on the year, 10 touchdowns. Not great with the controlling the ball. Five interceptions. You can't have any turnovers against Georgia. You will pay, and this Georgia defense can cause turnovers. That I mean, Devin Leary though, for how good he is, they're still they still don't have that many passing yards. He's a good game manager. Good. He's a, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he balled out. This is tougher teams than he's faced the last few years. Kentucky's getting it done, though, on the ground. I mean, 171 yards uh, per game on the ground, and they're putting up 37 points. Georgia's just putting up 38. So uh, these teams are neck and neck with the point uh, total points per game. Really didn't know how Carson Beck would come in and play in this offense. Kind of how Setson Bennett was a game manager, game manager, and just getting doing what needed to be done to win, relying on that defense. Beck's got just under fifteen hundred yards, only seven touchdowns, but he's taking care of the ball with two intercept or two interceptions. Brock Bowers, though, if you can stop him, limit him to just a couple catches and no big gains at least, because that's what he does: gets big catches, gets a lot of big gains. He's got four hundred twelve yards and 30 receptions so keep the ball out of his hand just double team him open up those other guys i mean they got dogs all over but still uh georgia a top 15 offense and defense in this in this uh in this college football world and we saw them get stops and pull out what need to be done this is i mean this is a group that knows how to win knows how to knows what it takes to pull out of close situations because they've been in quite a few games that have required that this year both teams five and oh it's gonna be a great game uh georgia this is their this is their fifth home game or fourth home game so uh they're playing at home <laughs> they're getting all their home games out of the way the yeah they've had four home games already out of the five so this will be their fifth uh pretty crazy there uh, so haven't been tested really on the road uh, that, against Auburn last week, but that's it. And still not get their toughest challenges at home this year. So lucky for them. Uh, still not face the top twenty-five team. Kentucky's one and zero versus the top twenty-five uh, when they beat Florida last week. So uh, and dominated them really. This, this Kentucky team that was their first test. They put up some points. They put up points all year. Uh, get some stops. I, I like how I like how Mark Stoops Kentucky's getting some hype around them, but Georgia favored by fourteen and a half in this game. I would I would I would probably go Kentucky in the points in this one, just how close the games have been recently, and how good Mark Stoops is against these big time opponents. Uh, Kentucky just stop Carson. Try and get some stops with Carson Beck. Get some turnovers. Uh, shut down the passing uh, lanes, and I, I think you can keep it close. But I'm gonna go Georgia in this one. All right, LSU at Missouri, another SEC matchup. LSU 23rd in the country, Missouri 21st. Uh, LSU a four-point favorite. Uh, that has jumped. Uh, that has dropped a point and a half. LSU was a five and a half point favorite on Thursday, but now a four-point favorite. And I mean, I don't blame them. LSU can't stop anything. They can't stop a single ant of getting through their defense. So, Jay Daniels still balling out. I mean, that was my Heisman pick, and this dude should still be leading the Heisman. 1,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, only two interceptions. This man should still be leading the Heisman, even with two losses. This dude is balling out uh, as my Heisman pick. Missouri, Brady Cook, 
on their side. I mean, Missouri's 5-0, and had that, I think, six-yard field goal to beat Kansas State a few weeks ago. He's got 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, uh, he's playing great ball as well. That's going to be a great, fun, super high-scoring matchup, in my opinion. I mean, total 65, I think it could easily, easily go over, especially how much LSU gave up last week. Um, both both teams are got some receivers that are balling out. Both both have two receivers with over 40 receptions, five touchdowns, and 600 yards. So they're spreading the ball out. They're getting into these receivers. Rushing attack's pretty good. Uh, Missouri, uh, or... LSU's got 200 yard rushing, 200 rushing yards per game. Incredible, with uh, compared with 353 passing yards per game. So top six in passing and also putting up 200 on the ground with 44 points a game. That's pretty great stuff. That's pretty good offensive stuff. They got the fourth ranked offense, and can you tell me what their defense is ranked? 117th giving up 429 yards a game. So you are not going to win many games giving up that much, especially against good opponents. Luckily, I don't think Missouri is still that good. I think they're a little overhyped. Their schedule, eh, offense top 30. Offense and defense top 30 in the league. I mean, Missouri, uh, they had a top 15 win against Kansas State, but otherwise played a lick of nobody. So... Uh, you get lucky one game, and uh, these other games kind of sneak squeaked out, even against Middle Tennessee. So uh, this is Missouri's going to be their fourth home game already as well. LSU's one and one on the road, zero uh, and two versus top twenty-five. So maybe they get their first win against top twenty-five. I, I I trust Brian Kelly to get this win. I think LSU goes in, uh, goes in. And wins against LSU goes in it wins against Missouri and Columbia. Couldn't think of the of the city name, uh, Columbia, Missouri. But LSU, I think they too much offense, and I don't think Missouri's that good of a team, uh, to be honest with you. So give me LSU in this one. All right, Notre Dame and Louisville, top twenty-five matchup in the well, kind of the ACC. Uh, Notre Dame a six and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, Sam Hartman, a uh, transfer, uh, 1,400 yards, as well as Louisville's quarterback, Jake Jack Plummer, 1,400 yards. Sam Hartman, though, still 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. It, it's pretty remarkable stat to go this far without zero interceptions, especially because some interceptions aren't your fault and just tip off. But uh, nope. Uh, Plummer, Jack Plummer, on the other hand, six interceptions on the year. you got to take care of that ball if you're going to have any chance, any chance to win this game. Uh, his favorite receiver, Jamari, Tra- J- Jamari Thrash, 444 yards on the year. Uh, both pretty even rushing attack. Both just over 190 yards rushing game, and both uh, just right near 40 points per game. So this is a pretty even matchup, at least offensively. Uh, defense, Notre Dame's top 10 on defense. Uh, this, is a re- this is a really good matchup. This will be a really fun. I think... I think I think Duke probably tested Notre Dame more than what Louisville can do. Louisville is 5-0, like they said, but the competition, not great. Uh, they can put up some points, and they can also shut some people out uh, for these teams. I, I just think Notre Dame is a better overall team. Of course, they've got the better dudes. They've got the more highly recreated recruits. Uh, both teams... Uh, I, I think I think it'll be a fun matchup to watch. Uh, this is night game. This is the primetime game on ABC. 
So uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I just think Notre Dame too much, too much offensively, and they they've been already been in these tight games against these top twenty five opponents, and I, I'm just going them against Louisville. So give me the Fighting Irish over Louisville. All right, and then finally the Red River rivalry, baby, the Oklahoma Sooners versus the Texas Shorthorns. Uh, 12 versus 3. Texas is a 5.5 point favorite in this one. Well, it was 6.5. A, a lot of money came back in on Oklahoma. This is a game where you throw everything out the window. Literally nothing matters in this series when it comes down to this game. Uh, this will be... I've been every year since 2005. So this... was this? Number... Terrible at math. 17. This is number 17 for me. Maybe 18. Uh, depending on how you count the years, so uh, this will be a lot of straight games for me going to the Red River Showdown in Dallas. Nothing like the State Fair. Nothing. OU has dominated this series in the last ten years, pretty much the last twenty years, but in the last ten, seven and three against Texas. Um, it, it usually the worst team kind of wins sometimes, or they keep it close every single time. So both quarterbacks really playing good. Uh, I, Dylan Gabriel's not getting the love he deserves, really. I mean, he's got a ton of rushing yards to go with his fifteen or er, with his sixteen hundred passing yards, fifteen touchdowns, and only two interceptions. Quinn Ewers, thirteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, one interception. But Texas does have that win against Alabama, and that still looks really good on the resume. Uh, really, a big difference though is Texas rushing attack versus Oklahoma's. Oklahoma's leading rusher just still is under two hundred yards, while uh, Jonathan Brooks has just as uh, 600 yards rushing on the year, but he got more to, more attempts. He got 40 more attempts, so uh, that's a big thing to look out for. Uh, defense line hasn't been phenomenal for Oklahoma uh, so far. Uh, Texas got really good offensive line. This is one of the most. This is one of the more well-rounded Texas teams they've had in decades. Uh, they still got Xavier Worthy, who's probably the best athlete overall on the field for Texas, balling out this year. OU, OU has had a deep wide receiving core for this season. Uh, really, you, you expect a few guys to kind of disappear into the shadows after the first two games, but no. Uh, Andrew Anthony, Farouk, Stoops, uh, and really a plethora of other people, uh, Anderson, have uh, really stepped up for this team. Dylan Gabriel is seventh in the in the league in passing yards with 350, uh, 352 yards per game. And, I mean, he set out two full halves of football. Uh, yeah, rushing, got to get better there. And then points, Oklahoma's third in points in, in, the, in the nation, averaging 47 points per game, while Texas only is averaging 36. So this, I mean, it's called a Red River shootout for a reason. There are going to be a lot of points scored. Um... Oklahoma offense, 9th overall. Texas offense, 16th. Texas defense, 17th. Oklahoma offense, 30th. So, the last decade, almost nearly, of OU defense has been in the 1-teens. It has been in the 1-teens, 110s. Uh, this is a much better defense. The competition have, have played some pretty good offensive talent with um, SMU, Cincinnati put up some points. And uh, Iowa State uh, also put up some points in previous matchups. So Texas uh, they had a 
they, they've been close. Uh, Wyoming and Kansas, I think, were one-score games heading into the fourth. Texas ultimately pulls it away. Uh, they play their best, best football in the fourth quarter, uh, which is what we've seen, especially with the Alabama game. So keep it close. Oklahoma trying to get a big lead heading into the fourth. Texas, I mean, it, you play your best football in the quarter where it matters the most, the fourth quarter. So if you're not down big, uh, there's obviously an easy chance for you to come back. But momentum swings are huge in this game. Momentum swings are in crazy. Uh, I've seen it so many times. Um, this counts as a home game from Texas. Really doesn't really matter. Split from the 50 to 50. This is Texas' third top 25 matchup. So 2-0 and in the other ones. Um, see if they, can, if they can get another one. But this is obviously... Uh, this will be their second toughest, probably, uh, versus Alabama was their toughest. This is Oklahoma's toughest toughest game by far, easily. But like I said, nothing really matters in this game heading into it. it any Anything that you're good at, you become bad at. Anything you're bad at, you become good at. It, it's just how this game goes. But uh, there's nothing better than Fletcher's Corn Dogs at 7 a.m. with some a nice drink and a styrofoam cup. At 7 a.m. while on the Ferris wheel. But for the game pick, uh, I'm going to go Texas in this one. I, I really do think Oklahoma will keep it close. I, I think it'll be a it'll it'll be a one score game uh, easily in this game in uh, in this matchup. It's, I expect fun fireworks. It should be good heading into the fourth quarter as well. This is the longest game. This game takes forever. It feels like it takes a full 24 hours to play because you're just so nervous. But uh, I'll go Texas in this one hope i'm wrong but horns down boomer sooner all right uh mlb matchups are set for this weekend uh the rangers will face the orioles phillies will face the braves twins face the astros and the diamondbacks face the dodgers i just want to see how funny it is for the rays to talk all that smash talk or smack talk and just not to sell out any any arena, their arena for the MLB playoffs wasn't even close. Upper deck was completely empty. And then to only play two more games than the Yankees, pretty embarrassing, bruh. Pretty embarrassing. Um, Rangers advance. Twins get their first, they won their first playoff game in 18 years uh, this week. So that's a pretty remarkable stat there. So it's going to be a fun MLB playoffs. Haven't really kept up much. It's been not those major teams that you're thinking about, but... I expect to see the Dodgers. Uh, actually, I'll take the Braves. Give me the Braves. I'll give my, I'll give you this series. Give me the Orioles, the Braves, Dodgers. I'll take the Twins. I don't want to pick the Asterix, so give me the Twins in this one. That's my picks for this week. And we'll, we'll break down the championship series and everything uh, when it gets to it next week. All right, on this day in history, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care, uh, 1666, the Great Fire of London finally is extinguished after a four-day burn. 1962, Dr. No, the first James Bond film release featuring Sean Connery. So the first ever James Bond film adaption, Dr. No, 1962. 1962 again, the Beatles released their first record, Love Me Do. Uh, happy birthday, Kate Winslet, Jesse James, and Freddie Mercury on this day in history. Sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. All right, real quick, let's go over the NFL. 
Uh, what a crazy week four it was. Denver finally got their first win over the Lonely Bears. Bears had a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. They got to do something, man. They have got to do something. Uh, don't know what's going to happen. Really surprised Miami got just demolished by Buffalo like that. I picked Miami in the game. Uh, you usually pick a team that scored 70 the week four to win the next week. But no, Buffalo, uh, they are probably my number three team now. Uh, power rankings buying the 49ers and the Eagles. So give them Buffalo a top three. Uh, disappointed with how uh, Ritter played in London uh, this week. I, I loved Toy Story. I loved the Toy Story matchup. That was incredible to watch. That was really fun. I wish they would do that at least one game for every every week because that was awesome uh, to see. <laughs> it was really good. But Ritter, Jackson looked good. Ritter did not look so great. Uh, Pittsburgh, no offense. I don't know what happened. CJ Stroud is a real deal. If you're Carolina, you should have taken CJ Stroud. I'm already calling it because this dude is going to be good for a while, especially if he's winning in the in this league with that team. Yeah, he's going to be good. Uh, Deshaun Watson decides not to play. I think an hour before game time. So I I picked Cleveland to win, but Deshaun Watson then decided to say, eh. I'm not going to play. So Baltimore, it looks good. Uh, they're a pretty high, pretty high team for me uh, in my power rankings. Baker Mayfield, baby. 3-1 and one for Tampa. He'll be in Dallas this weekend for the game. They look really good, baby. Come on, let bake bake. Love what I'm seeing from Tampa Bay. Cincinnati, losing 3-27 to now, 1-3 on the year. It's time to panic and throw it in the shed, baby. Your season's wrapped. Uh, you're not going anywhere. Joe Burrow, why'd you pay the man? Shouldn't have paid him. They look terrible in Bengaland. Uh, they'll probably turn around, but don't expect a deep run or maybe even a playoff push for them. Uh, Philadelphia escapes the scare from the Commanders, but end up winning their 4-0 on the year. <clears throat> Philadelphia and 49ers, the only 4-0 teams. And San Fran, they look good again. Nothing else to add to that. Dallas defense, baby. Big D in Dallas. Defense uh, looks really good. They got a great matchup coming up this week, but if Dallas defense can play like that. They gonna they gonna make a push. They will make a push. Uh, Mahomes gets a Mahomes, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift get a win in the Meadowland. Get a win over the Jets. Uh, all right, week five. Uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Houston at Atlanta. Uh, Pick this game just because the young quarterback battle. Uh, Houston or Atlanta is a one and a half point favorite in this game. I don't know why. I'm taking CJ Stroud. He's got 1,200 yards already, six touchdowns, a donut interceptions on the year. Desmond Ritter only 745 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. B. John Robinson has been playing really good. Still looking for that first rushing touchdown, uh, 318 yards though. Uh, Houston is just really good to me. CJ's third in passing. They they put up 24 points a game. Uh, which is uh, pretty good in the NFL. Their top 10 offense, top 13 defense. Atlanta's really good on defense, though, third against the pass, so this is a great matchup for them. This well, fun, this is going to be a fun matchup to see if this defense can get some stops against Stroud. Uh, but the last th- two games that the Falcons have played, they've put up a total of 13 points, 6 and 7, and they've been shut out once this year. So I really don't see the offense for the Falcons. Um, good defense, but Houston's really good. I, I can't believe I just said that, but Houston is playing really good football right now, and I, I'm going to go Houston in this one. So I, uh, easy lock of the week right there, uh, Houston. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Baltimore. Do I need to add anything else? Pitt looked good a few weeks ago against the Raiders when I picked Pittsburgh to go into Vegas and win. Uh, Lamar playing really good, 744, 794 yards through the air and then 220 yards rushing. So not a great rushing attack. Got to find some stable stability there. Eight touchdowns total on the year. Najee Harris, zero touchdowns, 210 yards. George Pickens been playing really good football. Uh, just feed him the ball. If you're Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, stop turning the ball over and get some yards, baby. Get some yards. Um... It's not a, not a terrible matchup right here. Uh, Baltimore is better offensively. Uh, they're third overall in defense, so uh, only giving up 260 yards per game. Pittsburgh, 30th in total defense, 29th in total offense. Baltimore wins this game. Only, they're only favored by four and a half, so we'll see. That could be way more. Uh, Philadelphia at the Rams. Rams have been playing pretty good football. Um, they, they've been putting up some points. I think Cooper Cup is coming back this week. Eagles 4-0, like I said, 4.5-point favorites at the Rams. I really thought this this could have been a little closer, especially with the scare last week against the Commanders. Stafford, 1,200 yards on the season. Three touchdowns, though, five interceptions. Jalen Hurts got to take a little better care of the ball as well. Three interceptions on in the year. Um, but... Uh, this Eagles team just wears you down offensively with the rushing attack, 165 rushing yards per game, which is second in the league, putting up thir- putting up right next to 30 points a game, which is fifth. So uh, this team offensively, fifth overall, 392 yards. They look really good. Defense for the Rams, top 10. They've also got you know, they've got a fourth-ranked offense with uh, just <laughs> one extra yard per game <laughs> than the Eagles. So... So I, th- I think it'll be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, over, over under is fifty. I think it could reach that uh, for sure. So uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm Puka Nakua, man. Who's got him in fantasy? Who has this dude in fantasy? Five hundred receiving yards on forty on thirty-nine receptions. Can you believe that? Five hundred, <laughs> and no one even knows who this guy is. I mean, that's. 12.8 yards a catch. Only one touchdown, though. But still, uh, A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, uh, they're all they're all playing they're all playing hoops for the Eagles. I mean, they're balling. So uh, I like the Eagles, I think, just too much offensively. Uh, pretty, pretty, good, uh, pretty good defense, at least against the rush. Matt Stafford is averaging 300 yards per game, so they're 28th against the pass, so got to make some stops. You get one or two turnovers, I think you handle this game for the Eagles. All right, Jacksonville at Buffalo. Uh, pretty good matchup. Uh, Trevor Lawrence back on track last week against the, against the Falcons. Buffalo five and a half point favorite in this game. Buffalo with one of the better wins on the year, beating Miami forty eight twenty last week. Uh, they've put up they've put up numbers. They put up numbers this year thirty four points a game. So uh, I don't see anyone stopping him, especially with this middle of the pack ranked Jacksonville defense, who's given up three hundred thirty yards per game. Uh, offensively and defensively, Bills are sixth overall in the National Football League. Um, Josh Allen, thousand yards on the year, nine touchdowns, still four interceptions. That's Josh Allen throwing the ball away. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, four touchdowns, only two inter- or two interceptions. So you got to find, uh, give it to Christian Kirk or 
Calvin Ridley get some more balls in the end zone. ETN's playing pretty good ball right now, and then also James Cook on the other side for the running back position for the Bills. Um, it, it should be a pretty good matchup. I, I think it could be close uh, for the first few, maybe two or three quarters. Uh, this game, I leave in London as well. I mean, 8.30 kick, so maybe we get Toy Story. i got to check up on that. But uh, overall, I think Bills, better team way better so and they they put up 38 they put up 37 plus points in the last three games give me the bills baby come on give me the bills and then finally sunday night football this will be the best game of the day dallas cowboys at the san francisco 49ers we'll see just we'll we'll see for both teams (laughs) which quarterback is better which team can possibly take a team on a game-winning drive or uh, at least not have to play from such a big lead. See how these quarterbacks play when their team's not up by 30 points with their defense balling out. Brock Purdy, 100,000 yards on the year, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Dak Prescott, I mean, 900 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. So th- these aren't great great touchdown ratios and everything, but uh, these teams are 3-1 and one and 4-0, and, oh, and that is because of their defense. Um, I mean... This is the second-ranked defense for the Cowboys, fifth-ranked defense for the San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Fran offense is better because of Shanahan. Uh, both teams, though, putting up exactly 31 points a game. So both teams, exactly 31 points a game. And I obviously, I think we'll get less points uh, because just how good these defenses are. But Christian McCaffrey, man. Four touchdown week, four touchdown game last week, <laughs> just incredible. Just keep this dude out of the end zone, man. Get him out of the end zone. Uh, Tony Pollard been playing pretty good. Uh, both, I mean, receiving cores, Brandon Ayuk, D. Bill Samuel, C. D. Lamb, uh, all getting their targets, all getting their receptions, uh, all getting their touchdowns and yards. So, I mean, if one team wins this game by even 14-plus, or at least looks like they handled the other team for most of the game, even if it's by 10, a uh, total win of 10. I think you can be very proud and uh, very optimistic and excited about your team heading forward because these are uh, two of the top five teams in the league. San Fran's my number one team for sure. Uh, we'll see how good Dallas is after this game. Uh, it is a San Francisco. Uh, it, it, it'll be good. I, I think it's kind of a... Maybe a mid twenties games. Uh, I think you these teams will give up points because just how uh, good their offenses are too. Uh, you're gonna score points. Uh, sometimes it's fluke, busted coverage. It happens. It happens to the best of us. But I think that I, I I'm gonna take San Fran. I I just like what Purdy's doing, Shanahan's doing, and just I think they're a little more rounded, and they don't have that just terrible loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, like the Cowboys do just a few weeks ago. So uh, give me the 49ers over the Cowboys in Sunday night football. All right, let me know your picks this week. Those are my picks. Have those out on Instagram and Twitter uh, just recently. So uh, check it out, Burgers and Brats. Uh, now, final segment, who I'm sharing my burger and brat with. Uh, I'll share a burger and a brat. So share my brat with. It is prime. It is prime sports season now. I mean, the NBA is back. MLB playoffs are in full effect. We're in the middle of the NFL and college football season. 
Oh, it's just getting fun. So it is going to be a fun couple months uh, starting now, baby. Starting now, the sports world is going to be lit. Um, and then my burger for all the dogs, man. Drake is dropping for all the dogs, dropped for all the dogs. So a uh, new album by Drizzy Drake. Uh, give it a listen. Give it a listen and then listen or listen here first, Burgers and Brats podcast, and then go listen to For All the Dogs. All right, everyone. Uh, Burgers and Brats will be live from the State Fair of Texas for the OU Texas game this weekend. Let me know your score predictions, who you're rooting for, and if you're watching the game, if you're going to be down there at the State Fair. Go eat your corn dogs, 7 a.m. and a little drink. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with Laysus on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and millions at Burgers and Brats. And check out the website, burgersbratspodcast.com. Go get some merch now. Go get some merch. Show me you repping it. So thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe. Boomer Sooner, horns down.